0: Money FM 89.3, best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. And we are looking ahead to the week for what's in store for investors. And to help us out, we've got Matt Taylor. He's the senior director for FTI Consulting. Matt, thanks for joining us on the show today. Morning. Morning, Matt. So let's start with what we are coming off, which is last week. And we had a pretty rough week. If you look at some of the benchmarks, we actually entered correction territory. So how bad a week was it?
1: Yeah, it wasn't a great week. Seems like we've been saying this for the last few weeks, really, as we have all of these concerns continuing to linger about the potential for interest rates remaining higher for longer globally, and the fact that inflation isn't coming down as quickly as many out there had anticipated. So we did see another rough week for the global market because wrapping up on Friday, where in the United States, we had some fairly significant falls there. We had the Dow and S&P 500 in the United States lower on Friday, the Dow off by more than 1% or more than 360 points the nasdaq was slightly higher by the close but over the course of the week it was another rough one for the major averages recording some steep losses over the week the dow and s p 500 down by more than two percent over the week and the nasdaq down by more than two and a half percent really dragged down by some weakness when it came to meta and google parent alphabet for the tech heavy nasdaq but you know why are we continuing to see markets under pressure we had some really strong gdp numbers out of the United States last week, which showed that growth there was up by 4.9% in the third quarter on a year ago, which was ahead of expectations. Coupled with that, you know, other things like strong jobs numbers, showing that the economy there really remains a lot stronger than people had anticipated. Therefore, inflation perhaps not falling as quickly as many would like. Policymakers, including the Federal Reserve, And what does that mean then that the Federal Reserve and central banks around the world are likely going to have to keep interest rates at these more elevated levels for longer, perhaps, than we've been anticipating. You might remember that, you know, when we saw came out of COVID, came out of the pandemic, we had this inflation hangover with high inflation, given the issues that were faced around the supply chain, bottlenecks in the supply chain during the pandemic. Well, it was hoped that if interest rates went up, quite quickly that inflation would come down quite quickly and unfortunately that has not been the case it's managed to be uh, rather persistent there so these concerns are really uh, what are driving markets lower at the moment kicking off the fresh trading week we've got markets in australia japan south korea up and running in australia and japan we are seeing declines, uh, nudging about one percent for those markets there so not a great start to the trading week
0: Yeah, already on a lower footing. And you mentioned rates as well. So that's going to be in focus. Of course, the big one is the FOMC. So walk us through what you can expect from the central banks.
1: Yeah, so in this part of the world, we're really going to be watching what comes out from the Bank of Japan. That will be uh, a little bit later on this week on Tuesday. In fact, I know the Bank of Japan is interesting because it's not necessarily facing some of the same issues that we're seeing elsewhere in the world. Uh, We know that there's been a deflationary environment in Japan for uh, some time. Uh, We know that the economy there isn't perhaps firing on all cylinders. So uh, the Bank of Japan was not one of those ones that Increased interest rates significantly, like the Federal Reserve, for instance, in the United States, or the Bank of England in the UK. But what the Bank of Japan has been doing is really shifting and playing around with some yield curve controls. And at the upcoming meeting this week, it is anticipated that we won't get any change in policy there, but we might see another tweak on those yield curve controls. So, just a way that uh, the central bank there is essentially controlling its monetary policy. It's a big week. Uh, Not only in Japan when it comes to economic data, uh, but we'll also be getting important numbers out of China as well with the key National Bureau of Statistics, uh, official manufacturing PMI data. We're not expecting to see much change here, but we'll be watching these numbers closely to see if there is any evidence that the Chinese economy is starting to show some green shoots again when we talk about An economic recovery that people were perhaps anticipating would be stronger than what it was. You don't need to look any further than China. Whereas we came out of the pandemic and remember that China had, of course, significant lockdowns that were put in place even well after other parts of the world had opened up. Growth there really isn't coming back as strongly as officials and authorities there would like. So we'll be watching this PMI data there. We're not anticipating much of a change at all. A modest expansion is what. The data will record showing a number just slightly above 50. And in Singapore, we'll also be getting some important economic data as well. That's retail sales for the month of September. We're expecting to show another strong number there. And really, it's been a really interesting picture. It has been the retail sector that really has been propping up growth numbers and economic activity in Singapore over the last few months.
0: Yeah, Matt, besides the data, we'll be watching out for geopolitics as well because in the Middle East, things have been looking to escalate and that has been pushing up oil prices.
1: Yeah, this is a really interesting one. So, you know, headlines around this morning suggesting that a ground incursion into parts of Gaza might be stepping up. Uh, But what does that mean for oil prices? That was the big worry when this conflict unfolded. Uh, Oil prices jumped on Friday, though, up by about 3% to hit a one-week high amid these concerns around the growing tensions between Israel and Gaza and also fears that this could spread into a wider conflict that could disrupt global oil supplies, namely if Iran becomes involved in the tension somehow. At the moment, we haven't necessarily seen that eventuate. So uh, if you look at crude oil prices, they've been fairly steady uh, in the last little while. We did see a knee-jerk jump higher. Of course, uh, at the outset of these tensions, but we haven't necessarily seen a huge jump in oil prices. We've got Brent trading uh, around about $90 a barrel and WTI are sitting at about $85 a barrel. So these are still elevated levels. However, they're not kind of the breakout prices that some had feared. And this, of course, then if we do have really high oil prices globally, again, that's not going to do anything to help the inflation story that we're seeing uh, with, of course, higher fuel prices. Mm Uh, feeding into inflation there. So just for the week, though, it's worth pointing out that we did have those two major oil averages. Brent uh, was down by about 2% for the week and WTI off by about 3%. So whilst we did see a big tick up on Friday over the course of the week, things were actually weaker. So if you want to read between the lines there, essentially because we haven't been seeing this conflict, escalate. Whilst yes, it is still a very serious matter that's happening on both sides of the conflict, we haven't really seen some of these other countries concerned about Iran, a big oil producer, getting involved as well. And then, you know, if they were involved, what would that mean for sanctions and Iran's ability to be able to get oil out of the country? So for the meantime, oil prices are remaining fairly steady. uh, But of course, continue to watch this space. We do see any escalations.
0: All right, oil prices easing up for now. We'll track how that plays out. We've been chatting with Matt Taylor. He's the Senior Director for FTI Consulting. Matt, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks very much. All right, catch up again soon. Stay Money FM 89.3.
1: Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.